Hi, Alex. Hi, Cass. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I went to bed before like 2 a.m. and so I'm feeling relatively. Yeah, I alive. I I went to bed, so <laughs> so I still had a bunch of this show to watch. Um. Uh, yesterday, and I was like, I'm gonna stay up kind of late because I don't have to go to work until like 5 p.m. tomorrow and watch the whole thing. And I watched two episodes, and it was so <laughs> boring that I fell right asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd forgotten to finish it because I don't because the the end is pretty. So yeah. yeah. So I so, have yeah. On that note, I do have a confession, which is that I have not finished the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can felt, explain it to you. Then. I felt no need to finish this show. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Alex, uh, on a rewatch, did you did you like the show? Because we all know my opinion. I mean, I still. I mean, I still know it's not like a great show, but the 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 episodes I liked, I still like. Uh, and I I appreciate some aspects of it at like a technical level, and yeah. I, and I do think and I maintain that, that the music does own. I was I was underwhelmed by the music. You well, because you, 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 hyped, because... you hyped up the music a bunch, and I was underwhelmed by it. I thought it was okay. I mean, how many episodes did you actually watch? I watched thirteen. Okay, so. Um, okay, good. So, because thirteen, thirteen might be my favorite. So, you, um, you got so, so you yeah, got the good. Stuff. I, I appreciate precisely one thing about this show, and we'll get to it when we get to, when we talk about episode two. Um, okay. So, so, so yeah. So as as you can tell, I did not like this show. I watched the first two episodes, and then I started watching it on double speed because I was so bored. <laughs> See, that's why you didn't appreciate the music because you didn't. I would <laughs> listen to the music. I would occasionally, if a song was happening, and I was like, I can tell this is a, this is a song. No, I would turn that's it back not how down. It works. That's not how it works. Um, like, but yeah, I, that's not, probably that's a big part of why I didn't appreciate the music is because it did sound very so, like the, the I was show just, kind of has a few main themes that it that it reuses it and like and changes and modifies over the course of the show and and just yeah, not if you not like actually listening to the music. Yeah, yeah, I I, I am not qualified to judge the music. <laughs> Although it was um, because like I had it running on double speed for a while while I was watching episodes earlier today, and then I closed VLC and I came back and I was just watching some of one before we started recording the, the show. Yeah, and uh, like when I reopened VLC, it, it had reset the playback speed, and so I heard the opening at normal speed for the first time in, uh-huh. in a little while, and it sounded like vaporwave. Like, it sounded <laughs> like it was so slow. <laughs> it was so... Oh, God, you got all... Your, your calibration got all fucked up. Yeah, my calibration got all fucked up. It was... Yeah. Um, well, um, I, sh- I, I should say I'm disappointed, um... But honestly, it's about time you didn't like something because you've been far too um, like charitable, charitable towards these animes so far. Uh, <laughs> I really didn't like Paprika. I was very uncharitable towards Paprika, but I, I at yeah, least finished Paprika. And and uh, I and, and I think I did like Ghost in the Shell a little more than you did. Yeah, yeah. Although but... you you turned me around by the end of that episode. I liked wow. it more by the, t- by the end of that episode. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it for this one. Alright, so what? So Alex, tell me what noir is about. Okay, so noir is about two female assassins. Uh, Mire- 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 M
um, they pronounce it Mireyu because of the because Japanese Japanese, Japanese, Japanese phonetics. Yeah. Um, Mir- uh, Mirielle Bouquet, uh, who is Corsican, not French. Uh, is and... it Corsica like part of France? Is it is it one of the regions of France? Uh, no. I thought I, I looked at it because I was reading about this show on Wikipedia. Um... Oh, it is. What the fuck? Yeah. See, I, I thought it was either Spain or Italy. Yeah, no, it is Corsica. Oh, it in, uh, is in an island in the Mediterranean Sea and is one of the 18 regions of France. It is located southeast of the French mainland and west of the Italian yeah, 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 I The nearest got, landmass being too. the Italian island of Sardinia to the immediate south. I know you have it up, but the the fucking readers don't have it up. <laughs> they can pull it up there and they can do the work. What if they're Come driving? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, because, yeah, because the it's The flag closest... of Corsica is nuts. Hell yeah. It's just because like it's a closest dude. To Italy. I'm, I'm guessing the culture there is more yeah. Italian than French. After being ruled by the Republic of Genoa since 1284, Corsica was briefly an Italian-speaking independent republic from 1755 until it was officially ceded by the Republic of Genoa to Louis the 25th as part of a pledge for de- debts and conquered in 1769. Napoleon Bonaparte was born the same year. And Ajaccio, and his ancestral home, Maison Bonaparte, is today a significant visitor attraction and museum. Due to Corsica's historical ties with the Italian peninsula, the island retains many Italian cultural elements to this day. The native tongue is recognized as a regional language by the French government. This is, oh. this is, a, this is a, the Corsican, Corsican is the Romance language, so they have their own language. It's ah. part of the, Ita- part of the Italo-Dalmatian branch. It's spoken predominantly on the Mediterranean island of Corsica. Corsican is closer to Tuscan and therefore to the Florentine-based Italian. Some southern Corsican varieties are also spoken to some extent written on the island of Sardinia. Are you reading this because you think we're not going to be able to fill up an hour with this show? No, I think we probably will be able to fill up. No, I'm, I'm reading it because I genuinely got distracted because I think this stuff is really cool. No, yeah, that's fair. Um, so, uh, Marielle is from Corsica. And I, the... As I explained, which we now know everything about, it's not going to be kind of as the capital show. punishment in Corsica. <laughs> <laughs> like the show relies far too so much. So I typed oh in, oh my god, cap- I typed in capital punishment in Corsica, and literally the first result that Go gave me was from xvideos.com. Great, thanks. That's everything you need to know about <laughs> DuckDuckGo and also Corsica. Uh... Okay. Um, so the way I'm going to describe it is not the way the show kind of presents it because the show relies far too much on like dramatic reveals and like it's funny because the sh- like the I, I I at least I think like kind of the technical aspects of the show like the cinematography the music the are is quite good but the plot itself it's bad. It's, ter- it's terrible. I, um, I I wrote at one point in my notes for episode five. I wrote, "Is this the fucking Da Vinci Code?" Basically, so so uh, Muriel is uh, an assassin. Um, she's okay. Okay, how, you you didn't get to the later part. Um, how old do you think Muriel is? Muriel, I th- would say she's like late twenties, early thirties. Okay. I would say she's about your age. No, she's cl- much closer to like 18 or 19. Oh. Because anime. Um, 
so she, so uh, her family was part of the Corsican mafia um, or whatever the equivalent is. And um, the basically Illuminati uh, who in this anime are called the Soldats uh, killed her parents and she fled when she was a, a child with her uncle. And this is how you know, because in the flashback, she's fleeing. She looks 10 or less. And then it says 10 years have passed. Ah. Um, and so she flees with and her uncle. And it's worth noting that, almost, that like, none of this stuff is established early on. What you learn in the first episode is there's this lady who kills people, and she meets this other younger person who also kills people, but is an amnesiac. Hell yeah! And not Check. the cool, and not the cool Radiohead kind. Check this shit out. Kirika isn't younger; they're the same age. Kirika looks like she's like seven years old. <laughs> I know it's it's so ridiculous. I kept I before I learned her name. I kept I kept calling her the strange child in my notes. <laughs> apparently, um, the, apparently, her design had a large influence on the, either revival or development of the moe aesthetic. <laughs> Uh, you said that so derisively. <laughs> you said that in sort of very derisive local news, local news broadcast tone. We now come from the uh, anime conference downtown, where the phenomenon known as moe. Um, anyway, <laughs> so when you when you were actually trying to do a local news voice, you said nothing like a local news broadcaster. I I know I fucked it up. Um. So her uncle trains her basically as an assassin and she becomes a paid hitman, hit woman, etc. whatever. Um, like you said you said hitman, like it's like it's her last name. <laughs> Hello, I'm Marielle Hitman. <laughs> um, oh, that's why that sh- that one episode is called A Bouquet of Flowers for Marielle is because her last name is Bouquet. Oh, shared. Um, anyway, so she she's just kind of living a empty life um and then she gets an email um i forget what the contents of the email is but it's the 90s so the email uh yeah it's it's like her her computer is amazing yeah and it's also like in huge like 72 point font or something yeah her apartment is great she like her her dining room and dining table and desk is a pool table uh and she keeps her scooter up in the corner. But anyway, she flies out to Japan, I guess. And and I forget what kind of lures her out there. But Kira- yeah, right. Because that's another thing is that this whole show takes place like in France and like yeah. in Europe, yeah. generally. Um, which is I feel kind of unusual, like for for anime, you don't usually see that all that often. You haven't seen you haven't seen the there's a there's a whole cottage industry of like like alternate history i mean i I, i'm aware of italia uh i haven't seen italia but like is i haven't seen it either but i'm certainly aware of it and then violet evergarden um all these things are like world war ii aesthetic uh european bullshit i guess i also saw porco rosso which it has yeah, this sort of yeah. like interwar Europe uh, aesthetic. Oh, Pocahontas. 
Porco Rosso is so good. We need to watch that for the show at some point. It's so that's yeah. such a good movie. That can be the last thing we watch before we shut this. <laughs> we watched the one good anime. A blaze of glory. <laughs> anyway, so uh, somehow Kirika um, summoned her there, or she was summoned there, and they were they were put together. Uh, I kinda, and you don't Ki- even know this because I didn't understand this while I was watching it. And I'm like, I must just be an idiot. Well, I didn't take, I didn't really take notes because I, I figured I'd already seen it before. But the details of the plot don't matter because ah, cool. the, plot, the plot is <laughs> bullshit. Um, and so Kirika wakes up in Japan without any memories and with a fake identity. And so she just wants to figure out who the fuck she is and what happened to her. Um, and Muriel is like. I am an assassin. I, you're a liability. Um, but because you see, obviously... that's why it made so much more sense for her to be a child that was just like woke up like preternaturally attuned to killing people or something. Because it's like, oh, you're you're yeah. like a fourteen year old. Yeah. That, then that then that makes sense. But if they're the same age and they're also both really good at killing people, as is demonstrated in the first episode, then that makes so much less sense. Well, I mean, there's explanation i mean it's not a it's it's a it's a bullshit anyway um so Muriel is like you obviously know something about my past so i'm gonna help you out but because i can't trust you once we figure it out i'm gonna kill you and kirika is like sure fine whatever i just i've i've got nothing else to do And so immediately they're attacked and off we're off to the races. Yeah. Um, and so the first half so that's the of end the of episode show... one, right? So like, so episode yeah. two, yeah. we need to talk about episode two. So like, okay. episode two begins with this, with the most predictable explosion of all time. Where just like oh, this, yeah. some dude is just like, oh, he's hanging out with his family, and they like, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they walk into a house, and then the house just blows up. And the only thing that was unpredictable was the exact timing. I'm just like, oh, this dude is definitely going to blow up or die or get shot in front of his family or something like that. And it, <laughs> it absolutely uh, did not did not disappoint. Um, no, it didn't. And then, so I. I because this is the first, because in episode two is the first episode where they actually go back to, to Europe, because episode one, I right. think, takes place in Japan. Right. And um, and I, I wrote, you know, it's France because they have a big baguette sticking out of their paper grocery bag. <laughs> uh, and then the next shot after that is uh, is uh, Kirika in a shirt that has the French flag on it. And it says France, uh, which I thought was very funny. And then it amazingly topped even that because then in the next scene they're cooking and Kirika is wearing an apron on it and that apron has the Wu-Tang Clan logo on it. <laughs> really? Yeah, that apron literally it, it has the it's I'm like, is that the Wu-Tang Clan logo? And then I paused it and it literally it's the Wu-Tang Clan logo and it says Wu-Tang on it. That rules. It's Holy the, shit. It's so good. It's insane. I I this sh- I this show is awesome. It's oh my god, that's the that's the one thing that I appreciate about this show is that just <laughs> apropos of nothing, she wears an apron that says Wu Tang on it. <laughs> oh god. Oh, yeah, so it's, it was. It's completely nuts. It's uh, out of control. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But um, yeah. So, uh, like the first couple episodes, the, f- the second episode, I for- like it doesn't really have any. Per- 
purpose, as far as I can remember. Because the whole first half of the show is basically them learning about the soldats, the this Illuminati group who's fucking with them. Yeah. Um, and a couple of and a couple of I I think they're relatively strong episodic like see this is what I really didn't like about this like if we want to I guess like my general impression of this first half is that it's very it's very like monster of the week where it's like every episode they're assassinating a new person but because this is like a 30 minute show and it's not even 30 minutes because there's commercials there's no actual time to devote to like the planning and execution of an assassination you know (laughs) because like all of the setup takes up so much time that it's like the planning basically doesn't happen and the execution is they shoot a bunch of people over the course of maybe three minutes you know and (laughs) it's, it's like that and that's every single episode up until like episode 10 yeah, well, I mean, you 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 see, they try to correct that with the two, the two part episodes. Yeah, um, which are both extremely weak. Yeah, like you only got to the first one, the Intocabile, um, which is see, basically I, just that was like actually, I like that episode probably more than any other episode. That two part. Okay, okay. Um, I, I wasn't a big fan, and there's another two part episode later on. Yeah, I saw that, but didn't get to it. Um, but yeah, like, like a thing that I wrote in my notes for episode two was I would watch a film about these characters. I would not watch an entire TV series about these characters. I yeah, wish, yeah. like, that's my number one takeaway from this is this should have been a 90-minute to two-hour movie about a single assassination yeah. and not an yeah. entire TV series. Yeah, because, like, the uh, the other episode I like is episode six, the the one with the, ki- with the ki- alien king. Yes. Um, because uh, my only, my literally my only note for episode six is kitty. <laughs> yeah, this kitten has like eyes bigger than its body, uh, and it looks like someone has never seen a cat before and is just drawing it off description. But this, but I mean, like this avoids like the monster of the week pro- thing because like there's hardly any, like hardly any action in the entire thing. So this this is an this is an episodic one where. Um, they're sent uh, somewhere in Eastern Europe to assassinate an ex-KGB uh, officer. Yes, right, and then he's... Who, who yeah. oversaw, who oversaw um, ethnic cleansing. Like, yes, during, and during now he's like, like sort of reformed himself and is like a kindly old man who gives like fruit to children or something. <laughs> yeah, so now he's uh, either to atone or or whatever. He, yeah, he goes around... Um, basically running his own little soup kitchen but the oops my computer just um but the ethnic some some members of the ethnic group who he killed during the war have hired our our gang to assassinate him and so kirka is conflicted over whether or not she wants to actually go through with it yeah, because he's like a very nice old man who gives yeah, free he's children. Like, and also he's probably as a result of being an old man, he's probably going to die soon anyway. This is something that actually com- that comes up several times: is assassins saving people that they have to kill so that they can kill them <laughs> instead of instead of just like natural causes or a different assassin. Oh yeah, that happens in what episode ten? 
That yeah, that happens in one of the in the one of the first episodes that introduces Chloe, who is great. Yeah. Chloe, um, Chloe's. I would. I wish the show was about Chloe. I love how she's just like a fucking Final Fantasy character in this otherwise like very realistic modern world that they that they've created. <laughs> she like, has she a just, bigger role in the second half. Yeah, I, I got the sense of that. But um, she dies. Oh, oh no. Um, um, the other thing that I wrote after Chloe was introduced about episode twelve. Um, in addition to saying that she's cute and I wish the show was about her, I also said, uh, this show has, like, a bunch of extremely cute girls in it and wastes so much of my time on shots of boring men in suits. <laughs> like, so much just, like, screen time is taken up by du- completely identical dudes in completely <laughs> identical suits. It's so boring. Oh, man. Um, but anyway, the, the, I'll make a quick summary of the Lost Kitten episode. So, the old man, he collapses anyway, um... And so, so Kiriko and Muriel are thinking, well, maybe we can just let him die and not worry about it. Um, but Kiriko thinks that he actually wants to be killed as punishment, essentially, for, for what he's done. So she kills him. Um, and it's just a very, like, it's just a very kind of well done episode, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, it, like that's the kind of and we get no macro plot, which is actually what makes it good because yeah, the macro plot like, like it, always yeah, drags like, down the show. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing where it's like, oh man, imagine if this that was a ninety minute movie about that, right? Exactly. Like imagine if episode six was ninety minutes long and had the budget of an, an animated feature film. Yeah, how fucking good would that have been? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and, and uh, episode thirteen is the other kind of episodic one I'd like where. Uh, Kirika meets this uh, veteran who just who sits on the bank of the river and paints, um, or a foreign legion. I'm not exactly sure how the foreign legion works. I don't know anything. And Muriel is like, "Don't get too close to this guy." Uh, and we we think, and Kirika thinks that either she thinks he's an enemy, or he's going to hurt her, or betray her somehow. Uh, but really, it's because he's going to get hurt, and some some of the Illuminati try to assassinate Kirika and end up shooting him, and she loses like one of the only friends she's made, um, and it's sad, and and uh, again doesn't have much to do with the over overarching plot, which I should continue explaining what the yes. hell. Yes, so this there's is about. Uh, the soldats. Who are the Illuminati, but they couldn't call them the Illuminati because that would be too too Dan Brownie, I guess. <laughs> a little too um, odd. It's still pretty Dan Brownie. Yeah, it's fucked up that I'm also playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, with which has its own Illuminati. Yeah, because the other thing that I, I kept thinking about whenever the like main whenever the like overarching like stupid Dan Brown plot would come up, it's just like this is either just the Da Vinci Code or it's just like the 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 the, the frame narrative from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> It's oh, so God. bad. It's awful. Uh, so, uh, let's see. I'll, I, I might just end up starting kind of going to the end backwards because I'm because yeah. the because the this middle not a lot happens. So, um, there's some really good things happen, uh, like in episode seven where there, there's like some 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 goons who are having a conversation. One of them very proudly brags, "My girlfriend has a cell phone." <laughs> I'm not sure if that, if those that was in my subtitles. <laughs> my God, that's amazing. Um, 
So yeah, so the Soldats are the Illuminati, and there's like, like also there's co- a bit in episode eight where uh, Marielle gives Kirika a haircut, and it's very cute. Oh yeah, yeah, their interactions are cute. Um, also, so, Lady Sylvana gets described as the world's most brutal princess, which is great. Who's Lady Sylvana? Uh, the purple lady from the two-parter. The first two-parter? That's oh, her. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something, yeah, Sylvanas. Or Sylvana. Not Sylvanas. That's fucking World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, but, so, there's, like, different kind of factions in the Soldats. And one of them... Um, believes in kind of this kind of not myth because it's true in the in the story of, of like um two two women who are in, tra- in tasked with basically carrying out the soldat's will and cleansing the world of evil or whatever um and altina that weird mysterious lady who lives in the castle who who we see crop up uh is basically the leader of, of that faction. Uh, and so she's been raising basically the next uh, pair of of assassins who are called Noir. Um, so we find out way at the end that uh, Kirika... Muriel and Chloe are all basically candidates for the The mantle of noir. Yeah, and which is like a mantle held by two assassins. Yeah, but there are three of them, so one of them has to die. So there, she she found three kind of like promising children, and and basically gave them different upbringings to see who would become uh, the best. And, uh, yeah, so I I picked, I picked an episode, uh, I think it was like episode 23 or something like that Uh before, uh, because I I wasn't watching it order. I was like, all right, I'm not going to finish this. So while I was eating my chicken tenders before we recorded this podcast, (laughs) I just picked a random one from the back half of the podcast. I watched it and it was the one where that was explained. Ah, okay. Very good. Um, so the, the reason that Muriel's parents were killed were, were because, they refuse to hand Muriel over to the soldats. Um, and the person who killed them was Kirika. <gasps> that was that was her first like test. Um, and so when that's revealed, um, there's this bizarre thing where Chloe like shoots Kirika and all her memories come back. Uh, I I I Second time around, it still makes no more sense. Um, yeah, like, none of this. You're explaining it to me, and you're not doing a bad job, but it still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, Chloe and Kirika were both, like, it, their, their first couple of years were raised by Altina out in out in the wilderness. And then they, and then they were sent, killed Muriel's parents. And then, I'm not, we don't know what happened to Kirika in the gap. Chloe stayed with Altina. Muriel was sent to France, and then Kirika, I guess, to Japan. So they each kind of have their own environment to grow up in. Um, and so that that happens. All the truth comes out, and uh, Kirika is like, 
I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're an assassin. Like, you're both assassins. Right. You're both awful. Um, and she's like, we had a deal. When we figured out what the hell was going on, you are going to kill me. And I really want you to kill me now because I'm so goddamn racked with guilt. Um, but, of course, Muriel cares about her too much now and can't do it. Um, and... So Kirika runs off to the manor to go try and figure out what the hell her life's about. Uh, and then she she and Chloe are like going to be the, the new noir. Um, and Chloe becomes a Yandere lesbian. Um, and then when... So that's the, the, one, the one kiss scene is between... No, there's another kiss! <gasps> oh, I right. saw the, the, in, oh yeah, in the, the intercabale. Well, that wasn't a that wasn't a romantic one. That was the kiss of death. Yeah, but from, it was still cute. And then I said, I wrote, yes, yes. I take back everything I said about the show. And then it got boring immediately afterwards. And I said, never mind. It's still boring. And then I got into a fight. Right. And I said, knife lesbian versus gun lesbian. <laughs> All right, so that's true. We have because she literally cases. brought a knife to a gunfight. I know. It's 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 it's. Dumb. It's something else. The show is um, dumb. <laughs> and then Marielle shows up to get her girl back. Um, and she confronts Kirika and, and breaks through her brainwashing and they're joyfully reunited. But Chloe is fucking pissed as all hell. And she attacks Marielle and Kirika kills her and in trying to defend her and it's all very sad and then um they go and kill all of the the gun nuns uh in the manor <laughs> so so i think that the director has a thing about nuns with guns because nuns with guns tired I, girls with guns wired <laughs> nuns with guns because i watched the first couple episodes of like the next series he did and there's also guns with nuns guns uh, with nuns you said i mean nuns with guns uh what was the say what was what's the name of that one my only input on this is that there's a pastry called nuns farts huh El Casador de la Bruja. Yeah. Um, so that was the one I watched the, the first couple episodes of it until it got kind of transphobic um, and I bailed. But yeah, there are nuns with guns in there as well. Um, and so then they confront Altina in like the crypt or whatever. And she's basically like, if you kill me, that'll like seal your fate as like assassins or noir and or whatever and so something stupid happens where like kirika jumps in front of the bullet to save Marielle instead of instead of herself shooting renunciation of violence and then pushes even you describing this is so boring that i'm having trouble focusing and then pushes Altina into into the lava. And then there's like a Frodo and Sam moment where Marielle grabs Kirika's hand and pulls her out. She's like, don't let go. Um, and then they uh, 
they leave and like the other soldats, like the non-extremist ones are like, well, what do you get? Like, they're kind of like, don't really know what to do. And, um, this one guy who is kind of Muriel's friend is like, what are you going to do now? And she's just like, go back to France, have some tea, do whatever. Um, and so they go off and get married and, uh, and live happily ever after. That's not, the marriage part doesn't actually happen. I'm just, um, extrapolating. But yeah, like, I skipped, like, I just skipped from, like, episode 10 to, like, episode 22. I just skipped those, that whole thing, because there's no real part. (laughs) Nothing important happens. Nothing important happens in this whole fucking show. Except the kitty and the kisses. Yeah, the kitty uh, and the Wu-Tang apron. But... I'm going to put a, a screenshot. I took a screenshot of it. I'll put a screenshot okay, in, the, in the but show the sec- notes. But the second time around, I honestly loved the music even more. Um, so I know it's not worth watching for you just for the music, but the, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to claim the authority here and say the music yeah. whips ass and you, and you don't know. Yeah, that's fine. But it doesn't. Um, yeah, I can't, I, ha- I make no claims to def- be able to definitively say the music is bad. I just didn't particularly enjoy it, uh, and and didn't listen to most of it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's the plot. Have we have we covered the plot? I think. I mean, that's what that's what like I remember after watching it twice. So then again, I forgot it was either too obscure or too irrelevant. Yeah. So I guess I kept. I, I've been saying this this whole time, and it's it's my really. Because I could, there's other stuff I could talk about. I just thought the show was really boring. I just thought it was boring. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the pacing is slow as fuck. Like, this could have easily been a, like a 12 or 13 episode with with the same plot. And like like you say, the, the plot, they should have thrown out the plot and just done some sort of, like, feature film. Yeah. And it's thing. also, this might just be the fact that I've played a lot of Hitman 2 and have been getting back into it recently. Yeah. But all of these assassinations are so fucking boring. Nobody throws a can of tomato sauce at anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's re- it's it's really repetitive. Um, yeah, like it's, the it's, action it's, sequences. Yeah, the action sequences. Because, like, there are some, like, clever bits that I remember. Like, there's a bit in one episode where Marielle, like, uh, tricks a bunch of guys into, like, shooting one of their own guys and then comes out while they're all surprised, shoots all of them, and that was neat. Um, there's yeah. the bit where, where Kirika, like, kills a man with her ID card. Oh, yeah. Um, which is fucking great. She yeah, has a sick backflip and kills him with her ID there's, card. There's, an- there's another one where she, uh, is, she, she, like, she figures out that there's a trap being set for Marielle, and so she's running to, like, the square where she is, and she grabs this toy fire truck off of a, off of, like, a some street seller pulls out the axle and stabs this old guy in the neck <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, like um, some of that is really good, but by and large, like I didn't really enjoy the action scenes all that much. So, like yeah. a thing that I wrote down in my notes for the first episode is that this made me realize that I haven't really watched anything or read anything with this much like casual gun violence in a really long time. Mm. Um, I have like, cause I play video games about shooting people all the time, but it, that feels like a pretty different thing. Cause you, you're the one shooting people. Yeah. Um, and it real, and I, I also realized that the reason I don't watch stuff like this is because I think it's boring. Yeah. You know, like 
I mostly watch movies and read books and watch shows where either most of the violence is like fist fights or they're in giant robots or it's sword fighting or something like that, which is like that stuff's inherently cool. Um, And I don't think shooting people with guns is inherently cool. Um, uh, Or it's stuff where like the violence is very rare and when it happens, it fucking matters. Like somebody getting shot is like a big deal. Um, And I was thinking about the other shows that we've watched. Um, And most of them are either like completely nonviolent, like, um, like uh, Millennium Actress or Paprika or like more or less completely nonviolent. There's no real gun violence or like nobody gets shot or killed or anything like that in those shows, except in like the sort of cartoon violence kind of way. Um, Or it's something like Ghost in the Shell and Ghost in the Shell, like people get fucked up in that show um or in that in that in that movie but uh, but like it's all in this sort of very brutal like not a lot of bullets are shot in that movie like a dude's arm like all of a dude's limbs get broken at one point and it's Um, focused too like you said like it like it 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 happens in kind of brief intense moments where yeah yeah this sort of brief intense violence whereas in this like i i I wrote at one point like are bullets free in france like what (laughs) what is happening it like it really made me notice just like just how many bullets all of these people are shooting all the time and just like how much people get shot and like how many people die in this show and there's just nothing said about it like just like countless just like boring dudes in suits who exist for no reason other than to get shot by me Ariel and Kerika. Yeah. Um, one thing that didn't interest me um, a little bit is that, like, I didn't really bat an eye at any of, like, any of that either. And then in one of the very last episodes, when they're busting through, like, the, the manor to get to Altina, they're shooting all these nuns. Uh, and it's basically, it's framed ex- pretty much exactly the same um, when they're killing these women as when they were killing the men. And I don't know if it's just like ingrained sexism or, or whatever, but like it did kind of affect me a little more. Like at one point, Kirika just like shoots a woman like point blank in the head. Um, yeah. The other and, thing, and I, I only noticed this because I think it was pointed out in a my anime list review that I was looking at, which is that like nobody bleeds in this show when they get shot. <laughs> um, well, that's for ratings, I assume. Yeah, I assume it's for ratings, but it's also weird because it also like really amps up the fact that like me in my brain is just like you just shot a motherfucker. That's a big deal. But like yeah. they don't care. There's not even yeah. any blood. Nobody mentions it. Nobody cares. But like sometimes they do care when it's a major character who dies. Yeah. Then they actually devote yeah. like a full few seconds to actually. <laughs> To actually, um, yeah. like, contending with the fact that, like, oh, a major character has just been shot. But even, like, their assassination targets. Like, this show doesn't care about who they're killing. All it cares cares about is the fact that killing people is cool. I think the one time they they avoid that is episode three, where they're in the hotel. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I like that one, too. So, uh, the, it starts where... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that target there... Um, I wrote about this of, of just, like, like they create this extremely clear, like, oh, it matters when this, like, lady in, like, the like the leather cat suit... The Widowmaker. Um, the Widowmaker. When she gets shot and dies, like, we devote a full, like, couple of minutes to, like, her talking as she's dying and, like, all... And, like, her death. But, like... And it was especially jarring to me because, like, that happens after a really long shootout scene where, like, ten people die. Right. Um... But they I mean, don't, don't matter because they don't I have mean, big tits. Well, I mean, 
Yes, but all like also she she's given some character development at the beginning. So yeah. Ariel actually meets her um, when she's at uh, a cemetery, leaving flowers. We l- we learn later that um, she's leaving flowers for her parents. Yes, I re- yeah okay. This this is that episode. Yeah. All, my notes for this episode are useless because the only thing the, the only thing that I really noted in this episode is at the very beginning there's like a long fucking sequence where Marielle is like getting an email and printing out a document and it like <laughs> devotes like a full shot like several minutes to just like showing the entire document being printed out of her printer. <laughs> And I, I, okay, okay, okay. We can talk about the our printer later. Um, it's so much, and I, so I was just like, can I get it? Because her, because also with the interviews on the computer, it was very much like, can I get a print out of Oyster smiling? <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 the computer technology is extremely it's great. It's so good. great, but also very of its time. So she meets this woman at a cemetery. We learn later that she's leaving flowers symbolically for her parents who are in Corsica. Um, and she meets the woman, and they strike up a little, a little casual acquaintance, because um, they both left the same kind of flowers or whatever. And then um, they're hired to kill this hotel politician. I forget if it's a politician or a businessman or whatever. It doesn't matter. He's just some asshole. And so they go there, and then it turns out there's a trap, and someone's hired them to kill our our kids. Um, and it, it's this it's this guy and his wife who is the woman she met at the cemetery, and so there's a big sh- hotel shootout. This is one of the one times they do do a clever thing with the action sequences. Uh, Mir- Muriel and Kirika get chased into a, like a ballroom, and then Muriel sits down. She's like, "Well, I guess I guess they're they mean to kind of like." Trap us here and have the have the shootout. Oh yes! Want to get a drink while we wait? Some popcorn. Yes, it was so good. And Kirika is like, "Yes, give me popcorn." And Miriam's yeah. like, "What?" It <laughs> and great. then it turns out Kirika scatters the popcorn around to have visual cues when people come and shoots them, and it's 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 clever yeah. and, and funny. Yeah. Uh, and then another moment like that that I really really liked was like the the bit with the tea party in episode eleven. <laughs> When uh, when Chloe shows up um, yeah. and Muriel is like freaking out and Kirika is just like, "You want some tea?" And, and Chloe's just like, "Yeah, and, yeah. Do you want tea, Kirika? Oh yes, please. I'll have tea. Okay, what flavor, Kirika? <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. It's it's the show like needed way more stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the I pro- I. I can imagine it had very kind of like conflicting production and like yeah. requirements. Yeah, and like so... that's that's the overwhelming sense that I got from the show is that it's boring and I don't care about any of these people because this is an a, an anime TV show made in two thousand one and like <laughs> as a result it has like production constraints um, and and stuff and like this is. Uh, gonna become very relevant next month when we watch Evangelion, because Evangelion is also a show that dealt with this, and I think Ava deals with it in a way that, by by making the show very weird and interesting, uh, and this dealt with it by being <laughs> boring. <laughs> oh, dear. Because, um, um, like, like, 
that's that's like because when I when I was just like I'm not gonna finish this fucking show, I was just like, man, what if how am I, how would I feel if Alex decided not to finish Evangelion? And I was just like, well, at the very least, Evangelion's weird as fuck, and this show <laughs> doesn't have that going for it. Like, even if you don't like Ava, it's at the very least weird. Um, and this All show right. just isn't. It's not even. Yeah, it's not. Weird it's not. Enough. It's not even weird. It's not anything. It's it's. It's it's nothing that I find interesting about anime or about anything. Yeah. I mean, like, I was going to mention that, like, like kind of as you kind of get, like, narrower and narrower, there are better things. Like, the overall plot is trash. Yeah. Like, the, the, there are indi- individual episodes that are good. And, like, the, and then kind of the moment-to-moment filmmaking, I think is often quite strong. Yes. Um, like the, like the, the pacing of the, of the shots and, and, and the music and, and it like they, if I feel like the writers are struggling with the material cause they, when they don't have to do these stupid info dumps about the Illuminati, they, they are quite good at having like minimal yeah. dialogue that transmits the information you need. And so it feel yeah. So I'm, I might yeah. watch like, like the, one the of the other, the other way that this could, I think, have worked as a television show is if they dumped the overarching plot entirely and just made this like an assassin slice of life show. <laughs> yeah. Which I think would have been really good. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of like the the first couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop, which is like yes, mercenary slice of life. And uh, and it's worth noting, Cowboy Bebop fucking owns. That yeah, and you can, great. <laughs> and you can t- and you can tell this show, like, at least in part, was influenced like. Ep- the episodic bits kind of the yeah the the buddy criminal yeah. thing but uh yeah they they didn't quite nail yeah. the formula yeah and the other thing is that Cabo bebop like that show is gorgeous and this show is not like it's shot like the editing is is good and the direction and blocking and stuff is good but it just looks like shit it's extremely uh, of its of its. it looks like an anime from 2001 yeah. yeah see i feel like there are a few pretty moments but there are a few and far between yeah yeah and like I, I think a lot of the background art is good but mm-hmm. like a lot of the sort of character animation yeah. is just kind of awkward and a lot of like just the way people's faces are drawn like kirika is just i just think she's drawn badly i <laughs> think she just she looks like an anime character i would have drawn when i was 14 you know and like marielle like marielle it looks like it looks like they spent a ton of time designing and drawing marielle and they were just like oh yeah also kirika's here the other thing that I guess like a sort of deeper problem as to why I didn't I didn't care about any of these characters I didn't care about what was happening and made it boring it's just like I don't know what the show is about like thematically like what does this show have to say about anything other than like it's it, it's a plot and there's story and there's stuff that happens but it doesn't it's for no reason the only it's only the the little kind of the little self-contained episodes that try, like make any attempt to like reach for a deeper, theme deeper themes yeah it, um, like what this what the show it reminds me of a lot of video game storytelling you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. where it's yeah. a lot yeah. of yeah. of you have 
like good character dialogue and and plots and interesting characters and stuff like that but you're missing a lot of the higher level stuff like theming you know or or like because what like when i i was reading about this and when you were describing it and stuff like that um you know it's just like oh it's an exploration of like girls with guns stuff and like i was just like it's not an exploration it's just an example you can't call it an exploration. Like I was expecting it to get even like the tiniest bit meta, right? Like the slightest, like tiniest bit of like examining itself. But it's it's like it's right. not an exploration of girls with guns. It just is that. It just is yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, like Independence just, it's, Day it's, 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 it's is an, an exploration of alien invasion <laughs> movies. It just is one. It's just another iteration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like it's like the 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 main plot is so formulaic. There's no real like room for it to be yeah about anything bigger. And that's yeah. the other reason why I would compare it to Dan Brown or other like sort of airport novels of just like you bought this book because you needed you were going on a long flight and you needed something to entertain you and you don't care if it's about anything you just care that it's entertaining you just need to kill some time and this yeah. this kills a lot of time if you it kills so much time it kills 26 <laughs> episodes of time god yeah like... like even watching it at like double speed it felt interminable like every episode felt like it took a thousand fucking years and it was 15 minutes every episode was 15 minutes long i could not i couldn't handle it i had to stop like in between episodes and go and watch something anything interesting and i'm not like difficult to please i watch youtube videos of people like restoring rusted mechanical equipment i'm like, the impatient one like i and like I would literally be like, that was so boring, and I would close it out, and I'd go and watch a YouTube video of somebody like picking a picking and then taking apart a lock, and then I would close that YouTube tab and then go back and watch the show. Like I'm not, I don't ask for much. You, you need you needed a you needed a recording of of Bee's Lime Stream to yes. cleanse your cleanse your See, palate. Do, when, so our friend our friend B recently did a live stream where she over the course of an hour meticulously cut apart and ate two limes and i was enraptured she supremed them it is okay yeah it's a word she supremed it. two limes yeah she cut them apart and then she sold them for five hundred dollars <laughs> um she wrote the word supreme on them <laughs> and then sold them for five hundred dollars after she cut them apart um yeah. and i was enraptured that whole time so it's it was like, a good stream. It takes so much to bore me. <laughs> you have to work to bore me. And this is this is and like that's I think it made me realize that I'm like an old person now of just like I think it's boring this show where like a person dies every like 30 seconds yeah. and like there's constantly gunshots and action scenes and like like they're constantly pushing aside like the the sort of actual interesting bits of storytelling that they're doing so they can have like a five minute long gunfight. Yeah. Um, like I thought that was boring whereas like if I were 12. I would have lost my shit over the show, you know, because it's like, that's all I would have wanted is just gunfights. And I don't care about any of that other stuff. Um, yeah, I was just, I was disappointed. I was disappointed in this show. I, oh, were uh, you? Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my summary. Um, so I was, so because I knew that I wasn't going to finish the show, 
I I was trying to find like a full plot synopsis that I could read so that I wouldn't uh so that I would at least know at least a little bit what I was talking about or like because really I wanted to get a grasp on like where is this going like is this going to try to say something about literally anything um or is it just this cool show where girls shoot shoot dudes in suits for 26 episodes um and i didn't find one it's seemingly nobody on the internet we're gonna be the first people to ever release onto the internet a full plot synopsis of this show because (laughs) but what i did find you can fit it into a paragraph (laughs) yeah um because all of the plot synopses that i found were just like were just like here's generally like the setup they weren't like Here's everything that happens. It was like, oh, here's a setup of these two assassins. and No being, spoilers. You know, no. they were like these sort of very, they were what you would read if this were a book that would be on the inside of the jacket, you know. Um, <laughs> or but, or just I, no one could finish it. Yeah. But what I, what I wanted was, here's literally what happens. And I didn't find any of that. But what I did find was this website, um, this anime review website uh, oh. called Them. Uh, and it's what? it's un it's not notable at all. Them is oh. apparently an acronym. The acronym is not expanded on anyway. And also their, their URL is themanime.org, but it looks like the manime. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, it does. Um, and I found they did a review of noir, and it's yeah. very bad. It's awful. Um, you mean they like, hated it or the no or no they, it's, it, they gave it four out of five stars. Oh. Um, they really liked it, but the 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 review is just, it's badly very badly written. Um, but, uh, <laughs> okay. The first sentence of the review. So like they, they have like a little synopsis thing here, um, mm-hmm. which is, is unhelpful. But the first sentence of the review is pop quiz. What do you get when you cross stylish female assassins with exotic European locations with beautiful animation, with rich music score and a good plot an anime that can't go wrong. That's what, <laughs> um, which is like that, not like bad sentence construction, bad, bad, everything. Um, but the, the thing that, that really, (laughs) that really, uh, really captured me was at the end of this, they have like a section, like a, like a, like a ESRB rating section where for the recommended audience of just like, who should watch this show? Uh, and it says definitely teens and up very, very violent. It's screened at midnight in Japan with deaths in every episode and implied child rape and torture, which I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. Um, while there's obviously a deep bond between Kirika and Muriel, there's nothing to imply that they are homosexuals. <laughs> however, however, <laughs> certain ladies in the show did share a kiss or two. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's, yeah, it's, wow. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if any of that was true. Um, uh, yeah, I... I think i would remember yeah one would think that 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 one would remember that um there's also the last sentence is why do i like noir the last sentence is so the last paragraph here three words style 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 that's one word you could have just said one word style and would have gotten like would have used the same like structural cliche and it wouldn't have been half as stupid and it says, Noir oozes style. It is an original anime that stands out. The perfect anime if you've had too much fluff. <laughs> this anime is like 70% fluff. Yeah. Also, the, like, the fluff is the only decent bit. Oh, dear. Uh, 
Oh yeah, this is, this is the review where it says, while the creators try to make noir as realistic as possible, certain uh-huh. things are still glaring. The first thing that strikes is that while people are dying left, right, and center, there's hardly a drop of blood spilled. The wounds what? are all incredibly clean. The second yeah. is what I'd like to call the Rambo element. While there are a hundred dudes all toting submachine guns, but their bullets never hit their targets, while a single shot fired by our ladies will drop them immediately. Uh, but hey, who's complaining? They are the main characters. They are not supposed to die. Um, that was another thing that, that did bug me while watching this. Yeah. Of just like, it's really, they're really leaning into it, um, in a way, in a way that I just kind of found frustrating. Um, but yeah, we can, we can look at some actual My Anime List reviews. I would like to point we, out. We, we don't have to. <laughs> we, we should. Um, okay. because, and I would like to, because I was looking at the My Anime List reviews for this show. And one of the, mo- the ones voted most helpful was made by this gentleman. And I'm going to link you his profile with oh. the caveat that the, over the his sort of avatar picture with the caveat that it is soft core pornography um so you should and you should look at it um because it's insane and it's everything you need to know about my anime list yeah yeah so it is for the for the audience at home uh i will not link to this guy's profile in the show notes because uh Why not? Uh, but uh, his his avatar image is a a like fake cover of a Playboy magazine, and it has some some kind of anime girl on it. I don't recognize her. Um, and she she's in a bikini. Uh, you can see her nipples through it. Like not you can't like her nipples are not visible, but like they are poking through the bikini. She's like bending over towards the camera, and it has it's a very badly made magazine cover. Like it doesn't look like a Playboy cover. Because, like, the person who made this seems to think that Playboy is Cosmo, um, which is just not true. Um, and it, and it, it, it describes itself as the July jury issue, with jury, like, spelled J-U-R-I, like the character from Street Fighter, who I think this might be in the uh, picture. I think this yeah, might be jury yeah. from Street Fighter. Um, and then other, other sort of violators on the, on this, this magazine cover include Siren Sex Tape, League of Ladies Lingerie Shoot, High School DX Double D, ugh, and AKB48 Uncovered, AKB48 is a J-pop group, uh, and High School DXD is is another anime, I don't understand the rest of the reference, I guess I understand League of, that might be some kind of League of Legends thing, I don't know, um, uh, it's very bad. I mean, you need to discuss it because it was very bad, and that's what we do on the show. And I just wanted to prove <laughs> that when I say anime is for jerks, uh, I'm not kidding. But yeah, his re- his review is pretty uh, pretty t- uh, uh, sedate. Yeah. In contrast. Yeah. So so he seems to uh, agree with you on most po- points. Uh, so I'm looking at at the most recent noir reviews. The most recent one has an insane beginning paragraph which is i enjoyed noir enough to watch it three times and enough to watch it another time if somebody pays me enough when i first saw <laughs> noir my first thought was not oh so it's trigun but darker and more violent but after seeing trigun this is the inevitable conclusion i have to draw who i can't imagine the- watching this a second time let alone three times and like this person does not specify like how, how much would it, i have to pay you in like God, to watch Noir a second time, it wouldn't actually be that much. For the first time. <laughs> to, to finish watching Noir, um, it wouldn't be that much. Probably like, probably a couple hundred dollars. Wow. Um, so like, not, the... an ins- not an insane amount. Well, would that, would that require your full attention? 
Like yeah, because basically I'm assuming that the scenario here is that they're going to pay me to finish watching more and then like basically write a book report on it. <laughs> um, and for that, it, I like I wouldn't require more than I would require somebody to pay me to write about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I have not seen Trigun, but this person seems to think that... Um... This is better than Trigun? So yeah, uh, here's another review from, from my anime list. Uh, this lot of this review is nuts. Uh, this special snowflake disappoints. Let's take a closer look. Why? Uh, and then this person has like formatted this with like a bunch of pound signs. Uh, and it says in the interrogation room, noir. And then under under <laughs> it says pro. Um, uh, and the pros are Bob Ross like backgrounds. <laughs> Which, like, do you mean that the backgrounds are, are landscape paintings? Because, I mean, yeah, but that's true of every anime. Um, that's how that's how backgrounds for animations get made. They do landscape paintings. Uh, strong OST. Uh, OP was like a female Japanese version of James Bond, thus pretty stylish. And <laughs> ending was decent. And then in the cons section... Um, weird gun battles, enemies brain dead, unauthentic, unspectacular for the most part. Very, in quote... In inauthentic. <laughs> yeah, inauthentic. Jean-Paul Sartre here with a criticism of the enemies in noir. <laughs> uh, very, quote, dark, themed anime with lots of kills, lots of gun battles, but no blood. Uh, weak characters... Constant flashbacks that kill the enjoyment fast, overuse of OST till it becomes annoying, and overall bleak. Um, conclusion. This anime is really bad and that in multiple ways. And then there's like, like a ton more writing here, uh, in the conclusion section. My anime list continues to be, uh, the best. Just, just great, just a joy. Um, alright, let's, let's talk about books. What book would you like to recommend? All right, so, 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 uh, you mentioned, I think, on one of the streams... I'm going to recommend The, the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. Oh my god. No. You, I think, it was, it was when I was talking about Killing Eve, um, you, you seem to either kind of bookmark it as something to talk about, about, about depictions of women in violence, or, or something. I forget, I forget if you had a point or not, but this... <laughs> Re, re, <laughs> knowing you, reading sorry, I've reading this book. Reading this book reminded me a lot of uh, actually Killing Eve, but Assassins. You know the same 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 thing. It's called My Sister, the Serial Killer, um, and it's this short Nigerian novel. Um, I think it was originally published twenty seventeen, um, but it it got like a wider release last year and it, it won like the, the indie book the, the tournament of books that online nerd thing um and it's this just like very dark comedy about um these sisters one is a nurse what's it called um, my sister the serial killer and her sister is a serial killer uh, and because she's a nurse, she knows how to clean up the bodies, and so she she's the one who just kind of <laughs> covers up for her sister constantly, um, while her sister like basically ruins her life, st steals the men she's interested in, and then kills them. Um, and so it's just this like bizarre 
story about dysfunctional family dynamics, essentially, with a lot of murder involved. Uh, cool. But it was a lot of fun. It's short. Um, Let's see. What's the author? I'm probably going to fuck up my pronunciation of her name. Oyinkan uh, Braithwaite. Uh, All right. So that's that's My Sister the Serial Killer by Oyinkan Braithwaite. Um, I am scrolling through my red books on Goodreads because I forgot about this segment. <gasps> Is this your favorite segment? Uh, I actually do really like this segment. I just forgot about it. Okay, I'm going to recommend... I guess I'm. this book reminds me of this show because it, it, it does involve sort of like a weird overarching conspiracy. But unlike in this show, this book wisely keeps the conspiracy vague. Um, and never really fully explains it. You only really get a weird glimpse of it. And it is Hard-Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World by Haruki Murakami. Uh-huh. Um, so this is uh, actually one of my favorite books I've ever read. Um, and uh, Haruki Murakami is an author that I, I talked about a few times on streams and stuff like that. I really like his stuff. I have my problems with him, but he's weird and inventive enough that I, I put up with, with the weirdness. Um, so Hard-Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World is a book about uh it's about it, it's it's in, it does this thing that murakami does a lot which is um alternating chapters tell different stories that eventually sort of uh coalesce in or come together into in, into something that like they originally appear to be unrelated and then they become related <laughs> um and so half of the chapters are in the story called hard-boiled wonderland and they are this sort of vaguely cyberpunk story about this guy who this is during a period in Murakami's writing when he he didn't name any of his characters, um, and he he talked. Oh, like ta- yes, that book I was obsessed with. So he's he's talked in interviews about how he, uh, or in an interview that I read with him, where he was basically just like people ask me like why didn't I name my characters up until like the late nineties, and the re- the answer is because I kind of didn't think to do it. Um, I had no point thought to name these characters and then um, realized like, oh yeah, characters need names <laughs> uh, was, was basically the gist of it. Um, and so, so it follows this guy who is called the Calcutech, uh, which one will, one might know as Austin Walker's username. Um, oh yeah. I was wondering where I heard that before. Yes. Um, so, so it follows this guy who, and he is, he's the, he's called the Calcutech and he is a Calcutech. Uh, which is a job that you can have in this future where you encrypt information by like shuffling it between the hemispheres of your brain. Um, <laughs> and so he, so he does this for um, a, a basically what constitutes the government in, in this sort of future Japan, the system. Yes. Uh, so the he works system. for. So he is a calcutech. He works for the system, and he encrypts data using his brain for the system. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, it's very, it's it's very silly and and good and weird. Um, and uh, the system is opposed to the factory, and they have instead of calcutechs, they have semiotics or semiotechs. I'm not sure. So like the nature of these these organizations is very unclear, um, and 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 sort of never becomes clear. Uh, and so the, the, the sort of, the even number chapters, um, are called the end of the world. And the end of the world is this village that is surrounded by like massive walls. And when you enter the village, you are, uh, your shadow is removed from your body. Um, 
and then and nobody in the village has a shadow and then this guy who who shows up his he's like assigned a job and the job that he's assigned to is to read dreams and so he goes to the library and instead of books in the library they have all of these like weird animal skulls and he picks up the weird animal skulls and then by by like looking at the weird animal skulls he can read the dreams contained within the skulls and that's his Ooh. job is to read the dreams um so, so over the course of the book, these, these two stories appear at, at first glance to be completely unrelated. And over the course of the book, they slowly become related um, and sort of reveals this sort of weird conspiracy thriller thing. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it because I think it's, it's kind of good to go in knowing as little as possible about this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's sort of what it's about. It's this sort of vaguely like dark fantasy story and this vaguely cyberpunk story. And then they slowly come together um in a way that is super interesting and super strange and and uh really made an impact on me when i read it last year um so yeah so that's hard-boiled wonderland and the end of the world by haruki murakami excellent uh, um, should i read a passage from my book that reminds me very much of the character sure, villanelle from sure, killing go eve ahead. go ahead um so if you have much killing eve it's excellent one of the characters is an extremely flamboyant and extra assassin and the character of ayula her the sister in my sister the serial killer is very similar so the narrator is this is the non-killer sister and she just ran into the 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 sister of one of the recent victims so she's confronted and says i feel a strong urge to confess to her to tell her what happened to her brother so that she won't have to go through life wondering i think up the words in my head Sorry, my sister stabbed him in the back and I masterminded throwing his body in the water. I think of how it would sound. I think of what would happen after. Look, I'm really... Peju? Peju's head snaps up to see my sister coming down the drive. What are you doing here? Ayula asks. You're the one who saw him last. I know there is something you're not saying. Tell me what happened to my brother. Ayula is wearing dungarees. She's the only person I know who can still pull those off. And she's licking ice cream, probably from the parlor around the corner. She pauses the licking, not because she's moved by Peju's words, but because she's aware that it is the proper thing to do, to pause whenever whatever one is doing, when in the presence of someone who's grieving. I spent three hours explaining that particular etiquette to her one sad, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, if, if that, like... If that's your sort of nonsense, it's extremely good. I might, I might, I might look into that. I might look into that book. Um, I'll put it on my, I'll put it on my want to read shelf along with literally every other book. Oh God! Uh, I started using Goodreads just to my own peace of mind, and now yeah, like I don't really use Goodreads apart from it helps me keep track of what I've read and what I uh, have not, what I want to read. Then one of my friends wanted to add me, and now I'm. Filled with filled with dread. Ugh. <laughs> All right, where on Goodreads can listeners find you? Uh, you cannot find me anywhere on Goodreads, <laughs> um, but you can find me on Twitter at twittercom goddess Prophet underscore goddess. I don't know why I gave the full URL. I'm just saying at prophet underscore goddess. Uh, and you can find me on Mastodon at prophet underscore goddess skeleton cool. You can find the video games that I make at prophet goddess no underscore uh dot itch dot io and you can find uh things that i write at blood dot church hell yeah i am on twitter uh done 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 that's my that's d-u-n-n 
three times. On Mastodon, at Catalina at selfie.army, selfie with a Y. On Twitch, at Cataly. And... You should probably spell Cataly, because I wouldn't know how to spell it from just that C- front uh, See, I don't know how to spell. C-A-T-T-E-L-I-E, I think. Yeah. That sounds right. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm 28, and I never fucking learned how to read. I don't know how, I don't know how old you are. You're about that old. Uh, I turned 29 last month. I'm old. You're old. I'm old. Anyway, next month. Oh, yeah, you can find the show. You can find the show oh, at... Uh, right. At Animates for Jerks on Twitter, at Animates for Jerks at Skeleton.cool on Mastodon. Uh, you can email us at animatesforjerks at gmail.com. We still have never received an email. It's just oh, there for no! Po- it's just there for posterity. Next uh, month? Yeah, next month we are going to be watching Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, directed by Hideaki Anno and written by, also written by him. Uh, it's a mecha anime. Uh, it's my favorite anime. Alex has never seen it. It's coming out on Netflix um next month and uh it's gonna be alex is gonna fucking hate it and i'm gonna be so sad but it's gonna be okay because I'll hey get to i talk. mean i i've 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 paid for my suffering in advance by making you watch noir so now it's yes. only fair that you inflict this on me um so yeah so so yeah so next month we're gonna be watching the show end of the 26 episodes that were broadcast on television and the month after that I'm sabotaging Alex's Alex's month um, <laughs> to watch the end of Evangelion, which was a movie that came out a few years after, which provides an alternative ending to the show, and then the uh, the rebuilds of Evangelion, which are Ava 1.0 and 2.0. Uh, I think there are, there are three of them, right? I thought you, I thought your your long your joke was that. When 3.0 comes out, the world will it's end. It's 3.0 plus 1.0. Because, there, yeah, there's 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0. So there, there, there's Evangelion 1.0, You Are Not Alone. Evangelion 2.0, You Cannot Advance. Evangelion 3.0, You Cannot Redo. And then 3.0 plus 1.0, which oh is, God. one will notice, is 4. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, is is uh, never going to come out. It'll come out the year after uh, the year of Linux on the desktop. Um... But uh, if it ever comes out, I will fly to Santa Barbara and we will watch it together and we will do a live recording of, of this podcast. Hell yeah! Um, it says it says on the rebuild of Evangelion Wikipedia page that it's, it's coming out in 2020. Um, mm, wow! Um, in Japan and then TBA for North America. So t- 2020, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, we know we if Sonic can get delayed. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, like, like, three plus one has been uh, that that sh- was supposed to come out in, like two thousand nine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was supposed to, it, I guess three point came out twenty twelve. So it was supposed to come out in, like twenty. Probably would have come out in, like twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so yeah. So that's that's what we're doing for the next two months. Is is all Evangelion? The original purpose of this podcast. Will finally be um, achieved. Will finally be achieved, and then both of us, we will finally complete the terms of our suicide pact, <laughs> and then we God. will die. <laughs> the show might kill me. You never know. <laughs> if the show doesn't kill you, I will. <laughs> That's sweet of you. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway. Uh. 
I must said good night, everyone. It's not going to be night when you're listening to it. This it's twelve twenty a.m. for me, but it's not for AM. you. You're, um, you're a. You're I don't have work tomorrow. Oh yeah, it's uh, Memorial Day. Uh, no, I, I the store is open. I just off on Mondays. Uh, oh good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't have work tomorrow. But uh. So yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, please send us emails. <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm gonna set, set up a bot to send you. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thank you all. Good night. Thanks for reading. <laughs>